How you all doing? This is Dr. Heavy Metal. Yes, simple as that. And today, yes, we're gonna talk about the beginning of new metal. What made it expired so big to the generation that we used to have back late 90s and early 2000s? And what caused the disaster of new evolution for new metal? Yes, you got that right. Well, Chino Moreno said, I don't want to be a part of this because someday this shit's going to be old and how can you call it new metal? Well, <laughs> for all those diehard new metal kids, new metal will always be new metal. That's right.
You're listening to Radio Flavor. And so into the late 90s when this, when you guys were really gaining momentum and other bands like Korn and, and you know, bands like Papa Roach and other bands combining these, these sounds, did you feel the sense you were part of a, of a something new, like a movement? Uh, a lot of, a lot of the, the press wanted us to, you know, obviously they, they put us in the category. And, and our first uh, uh, instinct was just to kind of push it away, you know, because uh, to me it was like when they called it new metal, for one, I was like, well, it's, if it's new, you're calling it, you're putting the word new in it, it's going to be old, like, you know, in a couple years. And, and then again, it's, it's hard for us to, to get a, you know, you look at these other bands and, you know, there's some great bands in that, in that, in that I guess, in that movement or whatever it was. Uh, but each to each was his own, you know what I mean? I always felt like we were our, we were our own kind of thing and uh, we weren't put together under any kind of preconceived thoughts of what we were going to be. We just are who we are. So I wanted to be Deftones. I didn't want to be, you know, a part of all this this other thing, you know what I mean? So. And obviously one band that really took off at that time was Lib Biscuit. I mean, they were selling multi, multi, multi-million records. I mean... How do you feel about kind of being part of the same movement or categorized with those? Well, I guys? used to hate it, you know. Um, I think people were gonna do it anyways, but but you know what I mean. But I used to like, yeah, I used to. We we did we did a lot, you know, and, and I think we hurt a lot of feelings in the meantime because like you know we turned down so much stuff with Corn and with Limp Bizkit at the time. I don't think a lot of people knew that, but like you know they're our friends. Obviously, we we've known them for a lot of years, and, and they'd ask us, hey, you want to go on tour? And we'd be like, nah, you know, and. Uh, you know, and, and, and they'd be like, you know, and it, and it wasn't because we thought we were better, but it's just that we wanted to, you know, especially, for instance, when when our record first came out, uh, the Adrenaline came out, Korn's first record was already out for like a year, I think, whatever, right? So people were calling us like Baby Corn when we first came out, you know what I mean? And I was like boggled by that, you know what I mean? And right away, you know, that made me just like want to separate myself even from, from them more, you know? So it was kind of tough back then. Now I don't really care, whatever. Deftones fan, I it doesn't matter to me, honestly. Like, I'll I love them if I get to see them every night and play with them, or I'll love them if I s- just 
like I have been, you know, for so many years. I mean, they, we came up together at the same time, so um, there's such a mutual love and respect that we have for each other, um, all the guys in the band, and I think that uh, I think it'll happen at one point. Maybe it's a festival or, or whatever, but you know, I, I think uh, I think if the fans, everybody, kind of wishes it, yeah. wishes it into the universe. Too much talk. It just needs to happen. You're listening to Radio Flavor, and this is Dr. Metal. So there you go. I mean, nobody will understand why they had to bring that into a big, big issue about music history. Now, Jonathan Davis and Chino Moreno, you know, cool style, groovy, breaking into a lot of ways how to break the rules and you know bring that style of music from nowhere to somewhere and then we have okay let me just explain it better it's like having corn and deftones mm-hmm. in a mafia movie You're talking to me it's like having robert de Niro and al pacino yeah i'm talking to you unstoppable you know and then you have the guy that dies in every movie uh-huh. that they don't care and that'll be Limp Biscuit. Don't get me wrong. They got into the point where they were so famous. They got into the same rank of Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, the Backstreet Boys. It's just so crazy that these bands that were from, you know, local bars. And they stand out for a lot of teenagers out there, for a lot of new young bloods that whatever Nirvana left behind exploded like atomic bomb boom wow Limp Biscuit, man gosh those guys were pretty cool because well for me because I was like what the hell is this I don't get it <laughs> I don't get it but it sounds so cool man but then reality comes through and Fert Durst, you're a dick. You're a dick. You know? And then Wes Borland had issues with him. Um, that's how much you used to know about bands, you know? And it's like 
you start feeling it like you know those people like gosh man he's a date now i just know bands by their names and like they sound good back then we used to dig in and see like man i want to hang out with this guy i want an autograph from this guy i want to dress like this guy i want to look like this guy i want a tattoo from that band but yeah for durst nobody liked you back then man i'm pretty sure now it's like who's that guy <laughs> Let's see what Jonathan Davis thinks about Fred Durst. It would piss me off more than anything in the world about that that fucking Limp Biscuit fans thought that Limp Biscuit did that. I wanted to punch people in the fucking face because of that. I wanted to punch Fred in the fucking face because they did that and kids thought it was a fucking Limp Biscuit song. That's so fucking disrespectful. I was fucking pissed when kids were like, will you play that? The Limp Biscuit song thing. I was like, oh, it made my blood fucking boil. After their show, I ended up hanging out at, God, sorry my brain's fucked from all the drugs I did over here. <laughs> well, let's see what Chino Moreno thinks about Fred Durst. Cause I'm not fucking no Fred Durst, bullshit. Black Label Society and Detroit Chapter on a nail and fucking Fred Durst motherfucking coffin. Fuck that motherfucker, fuck Red Biscuit, and fuck all that winger ass shit. Limp Biscuit, somebody in Limp Biscuit had the audacity to say to one of our good friends, who's a very reliable source, that Slipknot fans are nothing but a bunch of fat, ugly kids. You know what? Hold on a second. You know what I said to that? <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. I want to tell you what I said to that. Uh, one, one, I'm a fat, ugly kid. Two, Slipknot fans, for the most part, enjoy all kinds of music, like Limp Biscuit, maybe. So what you're basically saying is that your fans are fat, ugly kids, too? Is that what you're trying to say to me, Mana? Huh? Is that what you want to say? You want to talk shit on the people that you care about, man?
back my You said you pay me back. I'm broke if I'm back. You deserve a smack and for slacking. Now people say that I'm a slacker. If I'm a slacker, it's through the eyes of the ones that I'm lying. You said you pay me back. I'm broke if I'm back. You deserve a smack and for slacking. Now people say that I'm a slacker.
listening to Radio Flavor. Uh-huh.